Hi, I'm Joanna Roach with the Mariah Mitchell Association, and you are listening to The Nature of Nantucket. I am here today with Aaron Sestaro. He is the president of the Board of Wild Response, a super interesting organization that we're going to learn a little bit about. Welcome, Aaron. Thank you so much for having me on. So tell me a little bit about Wild Response. What is it and what's its mission? So Wild Response is a 501c3 charity here in Massachusetts. Um, our work is mostly overseas. So our mission is to save species in peril. We do this by supporting wildlife rangers and the communities they serve in around the globe. So this is a global problem. We work locally. We work locally in offices from Hoodsprit, South Africa. We're setting up a foundation in Northern Thailand. And it's very much a global initiative. How did you start this or get involved in this work, Aaron? Well, I first got involved after I had been medically retired from the U.S. Army. During my time in the military, uh, was a civil affairs medical sergeant, which is a bit of a warrior diplomat and a very unique job. It wasn't your typical military posting. I think I wore a suit or just local clothing more often than I ever wore a uniform when I was overseas doing work, but was part of the U.S. Embassy country team. So worked with all of the local partners, all of the U.S. government agencies. And the most impactful thing I did during that time was work with wildlife rangers. You know, it was as a medic, it was my job to convey whatever medical expertise I could because their work is extremely dangerous. Mm -hmm. But I absolutely fell in love with not just the wildlife rangers themselves, but their, their mission, their selflessness. They were protecting the planet for people and generations that they'll never meet and absolutely in a thankless, dangerous environment. So when I got out, I was already a big supporter of wild response. They had started up during COVID and despite all of the difficulties at that time had for all international nonprofits, they still continued to do work. They did what they could do where they could. And this involved linking up with just amazing other international nonprofits and conservation practitioners. When I got out, it was the perfect transition for me to go ahead and have a a team, a mission still, you know, but it was in a way that the things that I had learned could be applied to actually affect meaningful change. It's, and I, I can't imagine myself doing anything else now, you know. And how does it sort of play out here in the Northeast, like whether it's on Cape Cod or on Nantucket or even uh, in the larger part of the, you know, 
tri-state area? Like, are you actively rescuing animals? How do you recruit people to be involved in your organization? What's it like? So it, it takes on so many different forms, but the bulk of our work is not here saving animals and wildlife here. We have we're so lucky in Massachusetts and the U.S. overall to have a very robust conservation effort. We have uh, ecosystems that are earmarked for protection as long as as long as possibly could be, you know. And there's a lot of effort happening here. What we found was. There was a, a lot of people who also did work overseas. There was a lot of people who did amazing things here, but the same lessons, same methodologies you could use on an island like Nantucket would apply to, you know, Southern Africa or Kenya or Northern Thailand. So what we've been doing here is so listening to some of the best minds in the industry and working with a lot of folks internationally in the academic realm. And now what we've started doing here locally just recently is engaging the schools. So when I say that Wild Response uh, supports wildlife rangers and that we want to improve their quality of life and the communities they serve around the globe. Whether that wildlife ranger is in Asia, Africa, here, they serve the communities of the world, you know? So getting into schools and letting kids, teachers, um, people in the community, Recognize the profession of being a wildlife ranger and a nature guardian is one of the most important things we can do here. It's about connecting people from overseas. And so the, the most meaningful way that I found we could do this was get into the schools. It's something I wanted to do as a uh, parent here in the Nosset school system. Anyway, I wanted to be involved. So like, hey, why don't I go ahead and get kids out there into nature? We started the Junior Ranger Program. Okay. Yeah. yeah I can imagine that kids would be super excited by this. <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised by how well received it was. You know, I, I piloted it with NASA school systems at the end of last school year and the kids loved it you know it was a very student-led program as all of our curriculum is you know we like to meet students where they are and have it be interesting and engaging for them does that have to happen in the classroom absolutely not let's get these kids out there um nantucket shares the same natural beauty and protected areas as my hometown here in East Ham. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, you've got good schools and great teachers and all of these resources, but they're just 
not able to get out into the resource that's all around them. And that's nature. We've got almost half the town here is protected areas. So just getting kids out into a nature classroom, getting them out for hikes around the national seashore. I taught a class just this past week on using compasses and, you know, that tied into their curriculum of, you know, looking at magnetism, looking at some of these other scientific based things that the teachers are getting after anyway. Right. And being able to facilitate them getting outdoors, it's immensely rewarding. Um, so I, I do that with the fourth grade classroom this year. We're hoping to do quite a few more grades and classes and age groups as the year goes on. But I've also piloted a junior ranger tracking club. So this one here was simply, we've got the kids for an hour and a half. We have a van. We have all these natural areas. We get them out there. I teach about how to respect nature, how to enjoy it, how to do it safely too, because there are some hazards, you know, um, but also tackle some of the misconceptions. You know, when I asked the children, like, well, what are some of the hazards here? They knew about ticks. They knew about poison ivy, you know, um, but, you know, one of the children even went out there and said, you know, uh, coyotes. Oh, I don't know. Is a coyote a hazard or is it part of the natural beauty we're here to enjoy? Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just kind of being able to discuss with these kids and with the teachers, which is absolutely engaging. There's some amazing teachers here. You know, what is it that we have here? I grew up on Cape Cod. You know, I grew up in a different generation where we were outside already all the time. You know, I didn't have a device to distract me from the woods and nature and everything like that. I would build forts and I'd interact with it all the time without any concerns, you know? And, you know, we even have children these days who are scared of the woods, you know? it's I feel that the natural spaces here should be not just a safe place for um, people of all ages to go, but a place of healing and reflection and a place where they can appreciate the beauty, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think the other thing that I was impressed with when I was looking at your website is, you know, how you are trying to really build up, you know, female What's the right word that I'm looking for? Um, engage young women or girls in this work, right? I, I think that's super interesting. And I think the statistic I saw was that only 11% of women go into this line of work. That's, I think, totally interesting. And I believe yeah. know, this could be completely empowering for young women to be able to be interested in this work. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. This is something that is uh, very near to dear, near and dear to my heart. What we have 
here is an entire world that needs to be protected, that needs to be appreciated. We have an entire profession of being a wildlife ranger or nature guardian, and it absolutely takes everybody. We cannot have it be a one gender dominated field, uh, a one gender dominated area that's expected to be enjoyed and utilized. Right. You said that, you know, we're up to 11% this year and it's, it's a welcome jump from the estimates of just a year ago where it was only 5%. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. And I, I take a look at some of the partners that we work with. Uh, the Black Mambas is someone that we train and work with as often as possible. And they're based out of South Africa. It's the world's first all-female anti-poaching unit. And they have some just amazing lessons learned in the space. You know, this is when people think of a profession that, has security as only one-tenth of the job. And then they look at like, well, it's, it's dangerous. Only men should be out in the wild doing this. You know, it, it's so damaging. Um, it's so damaging. And when you see women like the Black Mambas representing conservation and nature and all these good best practices in their communities, in their homes, it's unbelievably impactful. Uh, Joanna, this absolutely takes everybody and it is completely imbalanced. This is all of our world. Mm -hmm. And I, I like, as you're talking about this, how you incorporate, I think, many parts into what this work is, right? It's not just a singular experience of helping to save animals. It has a much larger rollout and impact on the world and our communities. Um, so, so getting back to, you know, what we hope will be a good partnership for you on Nantucket, what, what does that start to look like? How, how do we, how do we build that and how can we involve our community? Well, I think the, the best way for us to integrate into any community, because this is something that we have to do all over the globe and in educational settings and professional settings, we very much need to tie in with good efforts that are going on. There is a lot of unbelievably good work being done. I am daily just amazed by all the different nonprofits, the um, private citizens, clubs, um, all these different organizations that are doing amazing things. But I think that being able to integrate with them in a way that's complementary you know, it's, we're not trying to duplicate. I constantly tell all of my staff and supporters that we do not have competition, right? This, I would love for people to take programs that we run with and run with them Ooh. responsibly, right? But run with these, do these things. So I think that my hopes for Nantucket, it is a place just like East Dam, where it is a place of natural beauty. It is a place that is populated by people who enjoy and respect that. And that's why these places look like they do. Just because the place is beautiful doesn't mean that people respect it. And I've been heartbroken by places 
across the globe that weren't. So how do we make this a smaller world? How do we connect folks? You know, I think that when you look at the big picture, the UN, particularly IUCN, is looking at having 30% of the globe protected by 2030. I don't know that enough thought was put into who will protect these spaces. Mm -hmm. So getting the word out to as many people as possible that you can take part in conservation. You don't have to be in security. You don't have to have a militarized role just because you're working. You know, um, I think that a lot of the anti-poaching units, uh, amazing work as they do a necessary piece of it, but it's sensationalized and that's all people see. You know, there are community engagements, there are studies to be done. If we can go ahead and connect enough people to each other in a forum where they can go ahead and get artists, musicians, scientists, field workers, everybody across every spectrum, uh, the whole spectrum from the grassroots level to the proverbial ivory tower, right? Let's get everybody involved. So I think that... My, my hopes for engaging people in Nantucket is to um, really tap into their appreciation for the natural beauty of this world and understand that we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I like that. Connect them with people overseas, you know. Um, as I work in schools and everything like that, um, my greatest desire is to have them know that they're is a profession and there are multiple professions out there that should be held in the same esteem and regard as being a doctor, a lawyer, an astronaut, a sports star, you know? Um, I feel like if I connected more of my, what I was learning in school to the fact that it was important for the vitality of the entire planet, I maybe would have uh, been a little more of an engaged student. I was, I feel bad for my teachers. That was terrible. But adult, in adult learning, I've found a passion and I've found a reason to study and have as many of these discussions as we can. I think yeah. that that is remarkable, Aaron. And I think that any organization that spends <clears throat> any amount of time encouraging our community and you know, largely our country and our world to engage more in protection of nature and wildlife and ecological systems is doing something good for the planet. So I uh, applaud you for your work and I appreciate very much you coming to talk with us today uh, about your organization. So if you have been listening to us, I am Joanna Roach. I am with the Mariah Mitchell Association and we have been speaking with Aaron Sistaro of wildresponse.org. You can check him out. And our podcast is called The Nature of Nantucket. Thanks so much. <laughs>